Hello, everyone. Welcome to Off-Market Deal Finding Made Easy. I'm Becky Kerminga with Real Estate IQ. Later on in this webinar, I'll be showing you where, um, where you can go and do some other online networking too in our new community. All right, speakers today, and I'm actually going solo. Kevin had another commitment today, so it's just me. This event's brought to you by Real Estate IQ. We're number one in deal finding with over 45,000 leads every month. And our guarantee, you'll always find a deal with Real Estate IQ. This is uh, the leadership team of our company. It was founded by Steve and Juan Carlos. They're both in Dallas. Um, and then I'm in Houston. Joseph is our guy in Austin, San Antonio. And Rodney is in DFW area. Um, besides these, we do also have off-market leads in Florida and Georgia and working on expanding the company from there. All right, topic today, off-market deal finding. So what is an off-market deal? An off-market deal just means it's not on the market, which means it's not listed on the MLS. MLS stands for Multiple Listing Service, which is the place where real estate agents post all properties. So why look for off-market deals? less competition, deeper discounts, and you can di directly negotiate with the seller, with the homeowner, instead of having to go through a real estate agent. MLS deals versus off-market leads. Uh, getting a deal on the MLS, there are lots of deals, lots of properties. There are occasionally deep discounts there. And probably the biggest one is you know they're ready for purchase. The sellers are ready to sell. You don't have to to convince them that it would be a good idea. The cons though, a lot of competition for those properties. So you need to be fast to win those. There were a couple that um, I called to make an offer on and they'd already had 20 offers within the first day. And so you gotta be, gotta be quick on those. Off-market leads, as I said, less competition, a deeper discount quite often and you're negotiating directly with the homeowner. Some of the cons are a little harder to find, take a little more work. They may not be ready to sell, sell and uh, maybe a little bit more advanced skills as far as the contracts and stuff like that. There are basically three ways to find off-market deals. One is market for the sellers to contact you. Number two is find and contact the motivated sellers. And number three is buy from a wholesaler. So I'll be talking about mostly one and two here. So common strategies for finding off-market deals. The first one is the, what are called bandit signs. So you've probably seen these. I know in Katy, probably because there's so many pre-foreclosures, there are a lot of bandit signs. Um, they are illegal in most places, but you notice that doesn't stop people. So you do have to watch out for code enforcement. In some places you can get fined for it if they find you. Um, I know some people don't use their actual phone number. They get like a Google number or something to put on there so that it's not as traceable. Um, direct mail is another common one. Uh, the thing about direct mail is you can't just send out, you know, send out 500 letters one time 
and really expect to get something. You have to send out, I don't know, a thousand letters, but more importantly, you have to keep sending them out on a regular basis. It, it, you need to have a consistent effort. Um, they say with marketing in general, it's usually five to seven touches. And so the touch can, can vary and it'd be a good idea to vary your strategy if you're gonna do that. Send postcards, send yellow letters, send different types of letters, greeting cards, whatever you can do to get their attention. So you don't wanna send the same letter six times. You wanna send different things. And the effectiveness of the campaign is typically going to depend on the quality of list. So of course that is kind of a high dollar strategy um, because it's 50 cents just for the stamp right now. Uh, usually a yellow letter, you can get a handwritten yellow letter for a dollar something each. Um, but the key is that you want to do something that's going to capture their attention. So this is notice it's handwritten, so it kind of looks like they're getting a card or an invitation. They're going to open this because they're going to want to see what it is. So that's going to open or increase your open rate if you do something to it that's going to make it stand out from everything else that, that they're getting in the mail. Um, if you have a lot of money, there are billboards. Uh, radio ads, TV commercials, and some, some investors do that when they've got a, a large organization and a big team. Um, but most of you are probably not going to do that. So one of the other common strategies is just driving for dollars. Just driving around looking for those properties where the grass is way grown high, where the pizza things are piling up. You know, so those ones are obviously vacant or else maybe there's some issue like a, a tarp on the roof might be a good indicator that they don't have the money to fix up their house. And so in that case, it might be a good idea for them to move somewhere else and you can help them do that. Or of course, the tall grass, the, the pizza Chinese food flyers stacking up on the front door means there's nobody living there. And so if somebody's, pay, somebody's still paying taxes on that property, maybe even a mortgage, but nobody's living there. So those are often motivated sellers. Um, piled up mail, notices on the door, windows, you know, have ever seen those ones that say there's a mortgage company is taking care of the property or something that they've weatherized it, something like that. And another good thing to do while you're driving around is talk to the neighbors that are out. Uh, there was one, one property, um, Kevin and I were actually door knocking on the pre-foreclosures, but we drive for dollars at the same time that we do that. And we found one property that was obviously vacant. In fact, I think it, they had boarded up one of the windows. The grass wasn't real tall, but um, the boarded up windows were kind of a big sign that it was vacant. And uh, the neighbor across the street was outside and so we went to talk to him and it turned out that he was actually mowing the grass of that house for the homeowners who had moved well actually they had inherited the property and had, and were out of state and apparently the parents were hoarders and they were not wanting to um <laughs> to sell because there was something in there that they might want um, but the neighbor was taking care of it, and he actually gave us the owner's phone number, name and phone number. And so 
Always talk to the neighbors. They're a good source of information. All right, another common strategy is looking for FISBO or for sale by owner. So look for signs as you drive. You can search online on Zillow, Craigslist. In fact, there's FSBO.com is another place where you can get houses for sale by owner. You know they want to sell it, um, but they didn't want to go with the realtor. They probably didn't want to spend the money to pay the commission. And so obviously you can save them that if you buy it from them directly. These are also good people to ask if they'd be willing to own or finance, which saves you initial money at the start. All right, I'll get leads from other people. So they usually call somebody a bird dog if they're out getting you the leads. So a bird dog would go get you the lead. They'd come back and say, hey, I found this house. And you'd say, great. And you would go contact the seller, the owner, try to make a deal, whatever. And if you get the deal, then you pay the bird dogs a fee. Um, so I mailmen, they always know, uh, you know, <laughs> which houses are vacant and, and might know when somebody moved away or or they haven't seen somebody for a while. Uh, delivery drivers. Um, I, I know a lot of investors that recruit Uber and Lyft drivers or as their, as their uh, bird dogs because these drivers are always driving around and they're always going into neighborhoods. And so when they find one of those houses that you would find on driving for dollars, they can, they can give you that lead. Um, lawn care people, trash pickup, divorce, whoops, divorce attorneys, bankruptcy attorneys, probate attorneys. If you can get on the side of, a, of an attorney that does any of those things, they'd be willing to pass leads on to you. That's a great strategy. CPAs, title companies sometimes get properties that maybe they can't close, and so somebody else, they want somebody else to buy it. A bail bondsman, they're going to jail and aren't gonna be living in a house for a long time, you know, better to get something for it. Now, real estate agents can give you what's called pocket listings. So that's somebody that comes to them and says, hey, I wanna sell my house. I don't really wanna put it on the MLS. I don't have the money to fix it up. I don't want people tromping through my house, those kind of things. Uh, so get to know real estate agents for that. Roofers, foundation professionals, People that do work, you know, maybe they've, um, as they're out and about in the neighborhoods, kind of like driving for dollars again, or, you know, maybe they gave somebody an estimate and never heard back from them because the people couldn't afford to pay it. That might be a motivated seller. And then of course, wholesalers. So wholesaling, uh, for those of you that are new, basically means you get the house under contract and then you sell the contract to an investor who actually buys the house. So you don't pay any of the closing costs or any of that, you just get what's called an assignment fee for giving somebody else that deal. All right, garage sales, you know, maybe they're moving or have another reason to sell, burn houses, estate sales, or just through networking with other investors. You get to know other investors, you know, maybe they got a rental property and then they're wanting to get rid of it and move on to something else. You could be the one who gets it. Business cards, hand them out, leave them places. 
I'm not saying litter with them, but you know, you leave one on a table somewhere or some businesses, places have bulletin boards where you can put one up or you get referrals from others. You know, I know somebody who's needs to move because of a job change or they need cash to cover medical bills. They're behind on their mortgage payments, any of those things. Let people know what you're doing so that they can send you those leads. Some of the common lists that people get pre foreclosures. So obviously there haven't been any of many of those lately. Um, and I think it really hasn't been set if, if the auctions are going to continue for August or not for the pre foreclosures, but there are still filings getting put on the list. The actual foreclosure auction itself, uh, when they have it again, the sheriff's sale for tax foreclosures, those have started again. I know Harris County um, on June 2nd, they here had their first sheriff's sale for taxes. It's in a really big place. Social distancing is easy. It's the mortgage foreclosure side where it's harder to have that. Uh, divorces oftentimes need to sell their house. Eviction filings. If somebody's kicking some, having to kick somebody out, you know, maybe that property's kind of been a pain and they're ready to get rid of it. Tax or mortgage delinquencies, just kind of another sign of, of financial problems. It might be able to be solved better if they got some cash and moved into less expensive housing. Probate leads. Somebody inherits a property and they don't know what to do with it, don't want to live in it, want to get rid of it. Code violations. That kind of takes you to the kind of things that you would find driving for dollars, except you don't have to do the driving. The, the city does that for you. So tall grass is a common one. Sometimes it could be a lot of junk piling up. Maybe people started dumping stuff in a yard and the people aren't there to, to uh, take care of it. Structure issues, like I said before, with a roof, something falling in. You know, So either they don't live there or if they do, they just can't take care of it anymore the way they should. Uh, properties with water service recently shut off. Again, if you can't pay your water bill, that's a major financial stressor there. All right, some other marketing ways. Wearing clothing with marketing messages. Get expired listings from the MLS. It leads from landscaping lawn companies, Facebook ads. Um, I know people that have gotten deals just by putting on their Facebook ads that say, hey, if you know somebody who needs to sell their house, let me know. And Facebook ads are at an all-time low price right now. You can get, you can post an ad pretty cheaply and it's kind of targeted towards what you want. Vehicle signs. You know, here to sell your house now. You never know who might see that and call you up. Door hangers that you put like this that say, are you thinking of buying or selling? So um, here's a kind of a tricky one. Make your, make your note that you put look like it comes from FedEx. I probably wouldn't put FedEx on it, but make it look like that. 
Uh, Mara, actually, I've seen people put uh, letters in priority mail envelopes. Again, anything that you can put that's going to get their attention. You can place signs on a truck or fence if something's in, a, in an open area. Um, call owners. Obviously, once you find one of these places, you're going to have to reach out to the owners. So you're going to need to use a skip tracing service to find their phone number. There are some free ones like White Pages and 411. Um, on, and there are services that do it for a fee. So Real Estate IQ is one of them. And that, that tends to be more accurate a lot of times than what you find on White Pages or 411. Um, some other online methods, Craigslist. You can post ads that say, do you want to sell your house? Or you can look for properties for sale by owner again and contact the seller. I'd get a website and drive traffic to it using whatever online, offline marketing, pay-per-click, social media, uh, whatever you can. That's a good way to capture leads. And there are online auction sites. So HubZoo and Auction.com are a couple places where you can buy houses online. Key is just to be creative. Try to think, how can you get the attention of somebody who wants to sell? How can I find somebody who might want to sell? Are there any questions to this point? We'll have some more time for Q&A at the end. I'm gonna take a little breather. All right, so you found a deal, what's next? Well, the next thing that you need to do is run comps and find out what is that house really worth. Do your due diligence about liens that it might have, which you can usually ask the owner, um, and about what repairs are needed, and make an offer. So how can Real Estate IQ help you find and win off-market deals? First of all, we have the list of motivated sellers. So I'm gonna pull up, my, go to my email. And I get this email every day, Monday through Friday. It's updated with all the new filings. So it has probate and airship. So the difference is probate, there's a will. Airship, there was not a will, uh, but the, the heirs get together and file this affidavit that says, there was no will, but we're the ones who are entitled to the house. Pre-foreclosures. So you notice we have a lot right now um, because the auction didn't happen in April. We just kept the list on here. Some of these people might be doing other things to take care of it. Some of them might kind of be waiting, you know, to see what happens. So, and the banks sometimes, they, they have to make the filing 21 days before the auction, but they can do it a lot sooner than that. So we're, there are filings for August and for September auctions already. So now we just need, need the uh, counties to decide the auctions are gonna happen. Appointment of substitute trustee. That is kind of a pre-pre-foreclosure list because as soon as the person is laid on their mortgage, the bank needs to file an appointment to get a trustee who is local, who can handle all the legal parts of a foreclosure and the auction if it comes to that and the filings and all that. 
Sometimes they hit this list four to six weeks before they hit the pre-foreclosure list. So that's a really good one. I already talked about eviction notices. Liens, we have HOA liens, mechanics liens, hospital liens. Those are just kind of another signal of financial distress. Talked about the tax sale, delinquent tax, code violations. Loan modifications is another good one. We're going to be seeing a lot of loan modifications lately um, because after Harvey here in Houston, a lot of the banks said, you don't have to make your mortgage payment for the next six months, but then they came back at the end of that time and said, okay, you owe me seven months worth of mortgage payments. And of course, most people hadn't saved that up. Um, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac came and said that Right now, with the COVID uh, forbearance terms, the banks are not allowed to come back and ask for all, however many, four, seven, however many months of payments. The banks are not allowed to come back and just demand all that at once. So some of them might tack it onto the end. A lot of them might divvy it up and roll it into the middle. And so what a loan modification usually does in that case is it increases the monthly payment. And so if somebody was having trouble making a $1,200 a month payment, for example, now the bank's saying, okay, you have to make a $1,350 a month payment. And so oftentimes they can't do that. So over 80% of loan modifications fail. So that's why this is a good list. And it's a... Um, most of these leads, you're working with somebody who's, who's distressed, having problems. Um, so getting this deal is all about the relationship. If you can build a relationship where they trust you, where they believe that you're there to help them out, that's what's going to make the difference between somebody who just comes up and says, I want to buy your house. So loan modification is a good one to really work on that relationship so that when it does fail, you're the one they come to. And divorce, of course. And so each of these is a spreadsheet. So I'll just click on the August pre-foreclosures, for example, here, just so you can see. It's got all of the, this is Austin I'm on. There we go. I'm going to go to Houston since that's where I'm at. And nobody out there told me you were anywhere else. So uh, here's all the information from the filing, when it was recorded, when we added it to the spreadsheet. There's the owner's name, the property address, bed, bath, square footage, your built, all that information that you need. Then we also give you an estimate of the equity. And this is based on the original loan amount and how long they've been paying on it and the average interest rate at the time. So you can see some of these, that's got $123,000 worth of equity. That might be a really good one to go after. This one, maybe 13%, it's a little iffy. Now, if you can get it subject to the existing financing, uh, that saves money and that usually kind of narrows this margin that you need. Um, yeah, this one is kind of near me and Katie, uh, but let's see, it's 3,000 square foot house. That's a big house. 
assessed value at 267. What year was it built? 1999. Probably needs a little updating, but not too much. <laughs> um, this one, however, $154. These people don't have any equity. So there are definitely investment strategies that you can use on these, but it's a little bit more advanced. If you're starting out, I'd probably stick with ones that have higher equity in them. Uh, maybe at least, some people say at least $20,000, some people say at least 20%, whatever you're going to go off. Now, these are estimates, but they are based on the, the assessed value, or rather the appraised value, sorry, based on the appraised value, not the actual value. So values are a little uh, iffy right now with COVID. Um, a lot of people are expecting them to take a little bit of a dip. Um, I don't think it'll be a huge dip and I don't think it'll last too long, um, but that's just my non-expert opinion. Uh, some people think it might be a bigger hit, who knows, but Houston is a, is a booming place and there's a lot of people here and a lot of people moving here still, for example, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, then if there's a loan modification, we'll tell you that here what kind of a loan it was, um, the legal description, ownership, that if it's owner-occupied or not. If it's not, then we give you the owner's information as well. So, and then if this were our premium list, that comes, our premium list comes with the skip tracing already attached. So over here would be email addresses and phone numbers for these owners and also in some cases, family members. So if you really can't get a hold of the owner, you can try a family member as well. So that's what our off-market lead lists look like. Yeah, we also have our county data finder where you can pull lists from the tax records of absentee owners, out-of-state owners, vacant lots. You could use, uh, use County Data Finder to find small apartment buildings, for example, in a certain area. So it's a really cool way to create a list to market to. We have our on-demand skip tracing for property owners. Uh, deal analysis and comps. So you can take that property that you're looking at, you're, you're meeting with the seller, put it into our fast CMA, find out what's it going to be worth after it's fixed up, so that you can work out an offer that is going to help them and let you still make good money on it. And then we've got our new community uh, where hopefully people will, will start uh, posting deals. We're hoping, we're still trying to grow it a little bit and then we'll do the official release and then I think it's really going to take off. So skip tracing means basically finding the owners. So we give you mobile and landline and both kind of phone numbers, email addresses, there's an address verification, talks about property ownership, talks about their vehicles if they have a loan. Um, I already went through all the off-market leads that we offer. The ones that have these asterisks after them, those are the ones on our premium list that come with a skip tracing already done. So there are four that don't and the rest of them do. Okay, so if you uh, 
are not really on our mailing list yet. If you want to get, we have these freebies. So these are kind of heat maps that show you where the deals are. So the pre-foreclosure deals heat map is going to show you uh, where most of the pre-foreclosures are. So that's how I know because of this heat map, that's how I know that Katie is one of the highest. Zip code 77449 is always the highest for the number of foreclosures. We also have our deal of the day. This is a live deal from the MLS that you can make an offer on, or if you don't want to make an offer, you got to be quick for that. If you don't want to do that, it's also just a good educational tool to kind of see what's, what's out there on the market. Become part of our community. So I'm going to show you, if you go to our, our regular website, it's realestateiq.co. So if you go there first, oh, I'm already on the community. And then right here at top, it says community. So this is our feed, it's just like a Facebook feed. And then our community groups is where you can start doing some online networking. So I've got two groups. I've got this one right here, Women in Real Estate. So if you're a female, please join that one. Um, I've also got one, since I'm in Houston, oops, in the wrong search, trying to type in the wrong box. Let me just type in Houston here. Here's my Houston Deal Finders Lounge group. So this is a place uh, you can connect to talk about things in Houston or anything else. Um, this is also a place where the video of this, of this webinar will be posted so that you can uh, go back and look at it if you want to, if you want to review anything. So please write up, up here where my name is. It should say sign in or sign up. So please go to realestateiq.co, click on community and sign up and join our community. When we launch it, we haven't done the official launch yet. We're just trying to kind of build it up a little bit first before our official launch. So I think it's gonna be big. Really excited about that. Um, also, on our page up here, we have Marketplace. Here's where you can find vendors that you need for your business. So if you're looking for education, for a mentor, you're looking for funding, this is going to be other, other vendors like property management, title companies, contractors, all those kind of things. And Notes is a passive investment. Thing where you can buy the buy the note and you're the bank basically taking the payments so if you're interested in that more passive investing you can go there if you go here to events you can see all of our upcoming webinars you probably had to go there to sign up for this one as well and then tools are all the parts of our regular service that we have so just to tell you real quick but we have two two basic products we have our deal analysis suite which means running comps all the ones you want we have our deal analysis suite which includes all the comps oh by the way those both include a deal analysis calculator and a rehab budget calculator for you and then the deal finding suite also includes the county data finder that i told you about uh, 
the, I just blanked out, been talking too much. <laughs> County Data Finder, MLS Deal Finder, where you can uh, search for properties that are listed on the MLS at a discount and you can get an email notification whenever a new one hits the market that meets your criteria. Um, and then also our off-market leads are part of that. And then our premium is the off-market leads with the skip tracing as well. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.